Have you heard more than a mother podcast is getting a makeover? That's right. Starting brand new in 2021, I, Lawan Moses, am going to be bringing you new and exciting content. In the new year and going forward, we are helping entrepreneurial moms to eliminate the busy, own their time, and execute their dreams and goals so they can turn their ideas into income. I am so excited to bring you brand new, fresh content on the More Than a Mother podcast, wonderful solo episodes, new amazing guests, all here to uplift, educate, and empower you on your business and motherhood ventures. So get ready, moms, because in 2021, we are setting boundaries and establishing priorities so that we can establish profitable businesses and create lasting legacies. That's right. I am here for you at More Than a Mother podcast. And moms, we are about to rock 2021 and the future. We are going all in and going hard. We're going to set our boundaries and establish priorities so that we can establish profitable businesses and create lasting legacies. Be sure to share More Than a Mother podcast with all of your entrepreneurial mom friends and those moms that you know who are sitting on those ideas, sitting on their zones of genius and just don't know where to start, but really are ready to dive in and create their own lane and start their own business. I am so excited for what's to come with More Than a Mother podcast. Spread the word and stay tuned because in 2021, mom, it's all about you. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother show. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset, own your time, and make money moves. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies you can use in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you, which will help you own your identity outside of motherhood and find the freedom to do more of the things that you love and enjoy. At More Than a Mother, we are redefining the way you think, feel, and look at motherhood. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just absolutely love the show, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your biggest takeaways in your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses and also tag at More Than A Mother Podcast so that I can share your share with my audience. Each time you share the show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. So are you ready, mama? Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I'm back with you again for another great episode. If this is your first time listening at More Than a Mother podcast, we are helping moms to create a life outside of motherhood without sacrificing their family time. We believe that moms can pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. My guest today is Jenny Elliott of Career Mom Podcast. She is mom to a two-and-a-half-year-old son and has had a career in corporate America for over a decade. After Jenny had her son, she was so unprepared for the identity crisis she experienced when she returned to her career. It was that experience that led her to start her podcast, Career Mom, where she has conversations with working moms about the joys and challenges of raising children while juggling careers. Today, Jenny and I took a deep dive into the identity crisis that moms often experience 
after becoming mothers and returning to the work environment. Let's dive into my conversation with Jenny. Hey, Jenny, how are you? Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for our chat. I am excited too, and I am so glad to have you here as my guest today. So before we get started, can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah, my name is Jenny Elliott, and we got connected because I am the host of the Career Mom podcast. And so that has become my passion for the past year. On top of that, I am also a mom to Cameron, who is about to turn three in October, which is just blowing my mind. I've been married to my husband for seven years, and I have spent 12 years in a Fortune 100 company working in the accounting and finance function. So I have a corporate career that I'm managing on top of, you know, mom life and wife life and friend life and everything. So got a lot going on. We're located in the Midwest and I just really love to, well, I used to love to travel. I'm really struggling with all the COVID restrictions and not having a trip planned. But other than that, really enjoy just, you know, reading, glass of wine, simple things these days. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. And yeah, simple things. That's what life is really, has really become these days, the simple yes. moments of life. But oftentimes those simple moments pass us by. So it's kind of good to be able to enjoy those simple moments. But it sounds like you have a lot going on. And yes, we did connect through your podcast. And I'm so glad that we are able to do this today. I have a daughter, by the way, whose name is Cameron, but she is 13. So oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so that's something great. So at More Than a Mother, we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. However, that being said, I also recognize none of us woke up and we are these great human beings that we are today. So that being said, if you could share with our audience, what was your aha moment that led you to the path that you are on today? My aha moment actually happened at work and it was after I transitioned jobs. When my son was six months old, I decided that it was a fantastic time to take on a new role in my company. And the stress of, you know, job transitions are hard without having an infant and pumping and all of like still managing the transition back to work. So it was just stress. I felt like my mind was chaotic and I wasn't doing a good job at anything. And I was in the elevator with one of the managers of the team that I had just joined. And I had been in the, the role for maybe two months feeling like I was failing. And he looked at me and he was like, Hey, I haven't had a chance to tell you, but like, we're all really impressed with how you've like jumped in and you're doing great. We're so excited that we hired you. And we got out, he got off the elevator and I was like, he can't be talking about me. Like I'm sucking at this. I'm failing at everything. And then I started really thinking about, well, who's telling me that I'm failing or that I'm not doing a good job. And I realized that it was just all myself and my internal talk that because I wasn't doing things to the standard that I did with my pre-baby self, I was measuring that like a failure. But really, you know, my husband was telling me that I was a great mom and my family was telling me that I was a great mom. My son seemed happy. 
nobody at work had ever complained about my work. And so just having that aha moment that I was the one putting all of this guilt on myself and these unrealistic expectations. And that's when I started really um, paying attention to what I was telling myself and making a more realistic expectation of myself as a mother and especially as a career mom and figuring out what that looks like balancing both of them. Isn't that amazing how we put those expectations on ourselves and how we are often our own worst critic, our own wor worst yes. enemy, and yes. we just always see the negative in everything that we do and everyone else is looking and seeing all the positive, but all we can see and all we're telling ourselves is that we're failing, not taking into account that all these transitions are happening at one time. Cause I mean, like you said, you had the position, you had a new baby, life is happening all around you. You're dealing with postpartum emotions and all of that. But yet, instead of giving yourself like that grace to kind of feel and go through this, you're like being hard on yourself. And yeah, it's just amazing how we do that to ourselves. Yeah. And I, I knew that, you know, it's not good to compare yourself to other people. I was trying to monitor what I was taking in on social media, but I really realized that I was comparing my post baby, like mom self to what I could do when I didn't have a child. And thinking that, you know, all that was going to change when I went back to work was that now I just had a baby at daycare. And that's not the case at all. Obviously, so many other things change. And so having that awareness that, you know, I can't compare my output, my productivity at work, or even like my exercise routine, really anything, anything <laughs> post-baby exactly. to my pre-baby self. And so I had probably about a year long kind of reckoning and and reflection on you know what my identity as as a mother was going to look like wow yeah and i mean really that is just that comparison kind that we put out there and we have that like I said the unrealistic expectation and to really make that comparison just isn't fair to yourself because you have a whole human being now that you're responsible for and a whole nother life that you're responsible for. So it really is changing so many more things than just having a baby now in your house and trying to navigate all these things. And I can see how it can lead to kind of like that problem with identity. And I know that you like to talk a lot about having an identity crisis in motherhood. And I think that's really good place to bring that up, just talking about what is that identity crisis that mothers tend to experience in motherhood? Yeah, you know, looking back at my experience, and I think this is similar in a lot of the conversations that I've had, we spend so much time thinking about becoming pregnant. For some people, you know, if you have a long journey to even get pregnant, so you're doing all this research on how to conceive and then you're pregnant for nine months and you're researching how to have a healthy pregnancy and then the postpartum period and if you choose to breastfeed there's all this research that goes in to becoming a mother but it all has to do with taking care of your body and the baby right and so then there's not a lot of mind work that goes on so this whole idea of that you're going to be a different person when this baby is born is something that i was not at all prepared to experience and when i had my aha moment that's kind of when i started reflecting like i don't 
really like I hadn't thought much about who I was before I had a baby. And I was experiencing a lot of mom guilt around being a working mom and should I be leaving my child at daycare for eight hours a day, like good mom, stay at home. All of those types of messages were what was looping in my head. And I knew that I wanted to work. It was just really hard making that transition. And so when I really kind of focused on identity and like, who was I before I had this child, that's when I realized, you know, I was working for 10 years. I put 40 hours, usually more than that, into this career and getting to the place that I was in. So it was at that point that I realized for the first time, like, I am a career woman and I I have a career and that's really important to me. And so then it made it okay for me to kind of make that transition to what I've coined now, like a career mom. Like, it's okay for me to still want to work for this large organization. I don't have to quit my job and like try to start a side hustle or do any of these other things that I thought maybe I needed to do because this transition was so hard. And I think, you know, if if somebody would have clued me in on this and I had the awareness of how important my career was and how important, you know, travel with my husband was, because we kind of struggled how to fit that in the first year that my son was born, it would have maybe helped me have some more realistic expectations when I had my child and especially when I went back to work. So I think there's just this whole area missing between the mental side of becoming a mom and then like there's more to transitioning back to work than just like making the decision to go back to your job. There's there's this whole kind of like acceptance that you're making the choice and that the choice is a good one for you to still invest in your career. Right. And the part about being a career woman, just how you put that out there and being a career mom, because a lot of people do feel that when they have kids, that sometimes you kind of have to choose between having a job and having kids, or even when you're pursuing your passion, like I have to choose, okay, do I want to continue to work full time? Do I want to do a side hustle? Do I want to be an entrepreneur? It's so many decisions as we're going through motherhood, trying to navigate our own emotions and adjusting to being a mom while also raising these little people that grow into bigger people and helping them manage their emotions and figure out what they have going on. And I like how you were able to own that fact that you are a career woman and got to the point where you could accept that, yes, I am a career woman, I'm a career mom, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's really empowering to any other career mom that is listening who may have other dreams and goals, like you're finding a way to do a podcast and you still have your career and you're owning both along with motherhood. So I think that's a very empowering message to put out here that there's nothing wrong with saying, I was a woman first, I was a career woman before I became a mom. So now I'm a career mom and I'm going to figure out how to make life work for me. So that's really empowering. That's an empowering message. Yeah. And once I kind of owned that side of my new identity and that, you know, I like working for a large organization. I like the company that I was still with. I liked the role that I had. I didn't feel like I wanted to make a huge career change after I had my son. And it was like, once that was okay in my brain and that I could start 
envisioning what my version of a career mom and and myself as a mother managing my career, then it was like, it, it was easy. Like I, I freed up all of the mental capacity that I had been wasting, questioning and worrying and trying to think of a different solution. Then it was like, okay, you're going to go to work. When you're at work, you're going to focus on work. And, and then it was like, releasing all of this space that I became more efficient. I became more engaged. I had more mental space to solve problems. And, and it didn't seem like such an overwhelming feat as it was when I was there sitting at my desk questioning my entire existence right. <laughs> at that company for the first, you know, nine, 10 months when I got back. Right. And it really went into what I'm hearing you say, your mindset, because your mindset changed and you were able to accept and own all these parts. So mindset does play a big role in all that we do. And once you come and have that peace of mind, then you're able to sit and be content with the choices and accept the choices that you made. Need a daily reminder that we are on this journey together? The More Than a Mother apparel and products line is your everyday reminder that we are mastering our mindset owning our time, and making money moves. Head on over to lawanmoses.com forward slash shop so that you can shop the More Than a Mother line and feel inspired and motivated every day to get up, get moving, show the world that you are more than a mother. Now back to this great episode. So why do you think that it's harder for working moms when we're going through the, this identity crisis, motherhood adjustment? Why do you think it's harder? I think because society still shows like a stay-at-home mom as a good mom. So I always had in in my brain that, you know, a good mom stays at home, a good mom wants to stay home. I knew part of my reckoning with being a career mom is that, you know, I don't really want to spend... 24 hours a day at home with a baby. Like I want to have something else on the side, like my career to kind of fulfill some of those, you know, talking to adults, using my brain for some complex problem solving. Like I knew that I needed to keep those things. And so that kind of, with this image of what society says is like, well, then does that mean that I'm choosing my job over my child? And that kind of sits wrong for a while, but I'm a better mom. And I know a lot of working moms will relate to this. I'm a better mom because I work and owning and embracing that. And then kind of getting rid of all of the societal visions of, you know, what a good mom is, I think is, is where it all starts. And it's really interesting because I think there's a, I'm going to get the statistic wrong, but it's like 70% of women that have kids under the age of 18 work outside of the home. So like, that's the norm now, but that's not mentally what we think of, especially mothers with young kids. Exactly. We don't really think about all that. And I agree definitely with, because if you think about TV back in the day where we had the great stay at home moms and all the messages that are put out there was kind of ingrained in us. So like our kind of our subconscious kind of thinks about and has us doubting the fact that we're working outside of the home or being working moms. So I can see how that would come into play with a mom that 
has had a baby and is deciding to go back to work where she's having that internal struggle. And it's good that there are platforms now like yours that exist that are able to empower this mom and say, hey, it's nothing wrong with saying that you don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. And I agree with you. Not everyone is meant to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I commend stay-at-home moms. And I think a lot of us that were working outside of the home before this pandemic hit us, who are now inside of the home and are able to work from home, we are getting a firsthand experience of what stay-at-home moms have to deal with. So, I mean, I always commend any stay-at-home mom that I see because to me, I'm that person too that needs that break. I need to go to work, have that adult conversation. And I recognize that I'm not meant to be around my kids 24-7 and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the more we can say that and say it's not about being around kids all the time, it's about what you do in that time that you have. But yes, I commend any stay-at-home mom who loves that. And it's something for everyone because I know like you, that's not for me. Yeah, the quarantine period, my two-year-old was home with us for 12 weeks. So that that definitely confirmed that I am a career mom and I want to stay in that lane. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I agree. Something for everyone. And there is nothing, like I said, there's nothing wrong with staying at home, but there is a place for all of us. And I'm in that place where, yes, I need to be away at times. And so I know you mentioned that you kind of work through your own identity crisis. So do you have like any steps or tips that you could give to a working mom, mom that's listening, that may be going through this crisis of identity and trying to come to terms with being okay with being a career mom, a working mom? Yeah, I have, I kind of worked through like five major things when I was going through mine and I'm not like a big journal person or anything. So this was all just stuff that I was taking time to just mentally reflect on. And the first we already talked about, you know, was just really truly embracing the identity of a career mom and that my career was a huge part of who I was. So I was in the workforce with the same company for 10 years before I had my son. And so I knew long-term that, you know, I wanted to keep that career. It was just kind of finding out where for the transition back to work, where that fell on the priority list. And then I really looked at, you know, the comparisons and stopped comparing myself to my pre-baby self. And any time that, you know, comparison crept in with women at work, there were a lot of times where it's like, well, she looks like she can handle it. And she's not like showing up to work with spit up on her shirt. And then right. when you really take a step back, it's like, well, her kids are seven. Like, I hope they're not still spitting up on her shirt, which exactly. I'm sure still happens, but at least not daily like me. So you know, really, really trying to stop that comparison trap. And then I was also really intentional about like what I thought a good mom was. And so I just made sure that that vision was unique to me. And I kind of started making the ideal mom with my characteristics and my goals. And then that's what I was trying to compare myself to. The third thing was that I was just understanding and realizing for the first time that all of these struggles and feelings are totally normal. So once I kind of realized that I was having this identity shift and that that was the source of 
my issue and what I was kind of reckoning with, I started asking other women that I worked with and even my mom and friends like, hey, do you think you had like an identity crisis when you had your baby or like when you went back to work and everyone was like, oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding? Of course. So it's just something that we're not talking about. And I was thinking that I was the only one in the world sitting at my desk, like feeling terrible that I was working. And all of the moms that transitioned back into the workforce when their babies were super little, everybody went through that. We just don't openly talk about it and share that side of the experience. That's true. And the fourth thing was that you can have conflicting emotions and you can have multiple emotions at the same time. So I have a aunt that I spoke with and she was both with her daughter was both a stay-at-home mom and career mom or working mom. And she summed up the first five years of her daughter's life when she was in the workforce as agony and ecstasy. And I thought that was exactly it. That nailed it on the head. And then you can experience agony and ecstasy half a second apart from each other. And that just kind of summed up motherhood. And I think it really sums up too, like the experience of being at work. Like I can feel really fulfilled at work and I can feel also kind of guilty that my son's at daycare and that those things can happen at the same time. Right. And then the other thing that I realized was happening is that, you know, I was feeling a little bit of guilt or I was having a bad day and I was having all these emotions and I wanted to fix it. You know, pre-baby, I would have been like, okay, I didn't get that promotion, so I'm going to network harder or I'm going to take on extra projects or I'm going to fix this and make it better. And there are just some things like transitioning back to the workforce that you can't fix. So you just have to sit in the hard stuff for a while and kind of learn how to keep those big emotions in check. And just because you had a bad day or a bad week or hell at this point in COVID, a bad six months, you know, doesn't mean that you have to quit your job. So not every emotion requires action. And that was like a big thing because I think I was feeling so uncomfortable with how hard the transition was that I wanted to take action and fix it. And there really, you know, there wasn't anything that I could do because I knew that I, I was a career mom and that's where in the long term I'm supposed to be. So to sum it all up, it was embrace the identity, stop the comparison game realize that everything you're going through is totally normal. You're going to have conflicting emotions and those emotions do not require action. Those are fantastic tips. And I think that last one that not every emotion requires action is probably the hardest one because we're, we want to fix everything. That's just, I know that's how I am. We just want everything to have a solution. We want to be able to come to a conclusion and just fix everything. And sitting in that moment and recognizing that, okay, this is not a situation that's meant for me to fix. It's just meant for me to live through it, grow through it, whatever it may be. I did, like I said, you just have to sit there. And I think that's probably the hardest one even still to this day that I would probably struggle with is just not having, not being able to fix everything. But those are fantastic tips. And I thank you for sharing them with us. Of course. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? Well, look no farther. 
in case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, am the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further. I am here and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking, and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. So can you tell me more about the Career Mom podcast? I would love to. So I am 24 episodes in, which is crazy. And I just started that because I got pretty passionate about this identity topic. So like if any of my friends were having babies, I would like try to sneak it into conversations and brought it up, you know, work when I was talking with other working moms and it kind of started as a joke because we would talk about these things and these big issues and stuff that nobody prepared us working moms for. And we'd be like, how come there isn't a podcast for anything? And whenever I would try to find a podcast, there are quite a few working mom podcasts. And at the time, there really weren't any for like working in a corporation or kind of like for the man. They were all like, bloggers turned working mom doing the nap time hustle or things like that, that right. just didn't fit with me because I was struggling with having to go pick up a sick kid from daycare or having him be sick for three days in a row and not being able to go to work and worrying about what people were thinking with that and, you know, being away from him for eight hours a day. So I didn't really find anything that was catered towards like the corporate career mom niche. And so it started as a joke of just like, oh man, that conversation would have been a perfect podcast episode. And I was about 18 months uh, postpartum. My son was 18 months and I decided that I was just going to start that podcast. I was looking for a way to be more creative. I was kind of feeling that I needed something to do for myself outside of, you know, working and trying to get a workout in here or there. Like I just needed something more. And one day I was like, well, I'll just see if I can figure out how to do a podcast. And here we are almost <laughs> a year later. And I, I really try to focus on working moms. And I have a mix of kind of experts and then some of my friends. I had my mom on for an episode. So it's kind of, I'm trying to hit as many different levels and experiences and things from that kind of corporate working mom standpoint. And it's been a blast. That's wonderful. And I love hearing that. And 
I like how you had those conversations. You're like, okay, well, there's no podcast that exists, so I'm going to go ahead and start it. I mean, that's really just think about how many people were probably having these conversations with their friends, and now you've created the platform to where you can all have it together. I think that is just great. And in recognizing that these are conversations that career moms, working moms have, conversations that people want to talk about, and it's outside of, oftentimes outside of, the mom experience, because what I found when I was starting my podcast and looking around that a lot of motherhood groups and things kind of focused on the parenting experience. And that was my motivation behind doing this, because I'm like, I don't want to just talk about kids and babies. And yes, I mm-hmm. love my kids. I love my family. I love babies, but that's not what I'm looking for. So that was my driving force behind starting this whole more than a mother podcast. So I think it's great how you were able to fill that void for you by doing that podcast and also helping your friends and bringing your friends on in that different mix. So that is just really wonderful. Yeah. I tell people that, you know, it's great that I can record these conversations and share them, but really the conversations and the people that I'm talking to are people that are helping me along my motherhood journey. So it's really like the podcast that I would want to be listening to And then I'm filled or fulfilled doing it because I'm talking to other working moms in all these different experiences. And I'm taking little tidbits here and there from the interviews and like learning as well. So it's, it's like a perfect little hobby that's also helping me become a better employee and mother. So it's, it's a win-win so far. It definitely is. I can agree with that on so many levels. It definitely is. So as a career mom, as a working mom, how are you managing everything in life right now? I would actually say that I probably, I haven't really felt like I've been managing well until the past month, which just for reference, we're like six months in (laughs) to COVID. So as I mentioned before, my son was home for 12 weeks, his daycare was completely closed and we don't have family nearby. So we didn't have any childcare that period. Like I'm kind of reflecting on it, like a newborn stage. Like I don't really know what happened once he got, yeah. Once (laughs) he got back to daycare, it was like, was that really 12 weeks? Like, did we just do that? But in the thick of it, there were days that felt like they lasted years. And so at to manage that stage of everything, my husband and I are both working from home still, but at the the point we had to just split our day in half, you know, because a two-year-old can't entertain themselves at all. And it was impossible to try to do any type of work when he was around. So we just split our schedules and let our teams know, you know, I'm not going to be available in the morning. That's when I'm watching my son. And then I would work and try to get as much done from about noon to five while he was down for his nap. And then my husband would wake up with him. And so that kind of got us through that initial stage. And then just recently, I think I've finally, after six months, like embraced that this is going to be a long-term thing. So I'm really focusing now on how to be as efficient as possible. For a while, I felt like my house was a mess and I wasn't keeping up with anything. And so now I'm trying to think through systems of, all right, if you're home all day, when are you going to throw in a load of laundry? And I'm doing like a load of laundry a day instead of now doing all of it on Saturday, like I did when I was working. So I think it's kind of 
coming to a point where I'm feeling efficient. I've got some systems that work around being home and working all the time. You know, I'm meal prepping in between meetings here and there, chopping a pepper when I have 15 minutes. So um, just trying to be, you know, as efficient, as efficient as possible, which then also forces me to take breaks from my computer, because that's also been a challenge of, you know, you sit down to your computer and you don't have somebody asking to go get coffee or anything to right. stop. So it's been really challenging to like draw those boundaries. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're figuring it out. And I think that it's always going to be a learning experience, no matter whether it's a pandemic or anything, there's always going to be something that happens that makes it an adjustment, but getting systems in place to help you be efficient is very, very important. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh, man. I think, you know, having my son, as probably cliche of an answer as that is, has really transformed me into a better person. I think it's really forced me to get to know myself through this identity crisis that I had. You know, not only knowing myself as a career person and a mother, but if I only have an hour or two a day for myself, like, what do I really truly like to do? And it's been interesting because, you know, when he was born, if you would have told me a podcast was one of those things, I would have said no. But I've just really been fueled with passion by his birth for the motherhood experience and learning as much as I can about being a, a mom and a good mom and the relationship that now exists between, you know, me and my son and, and my husband and our family. And I just, I think it's just a powerful experience. And yeah, that would probably be my answer. That's a good answer because motherhood is definitely a rewarding experience. I mean, no matter what we're accomplishing outside of the home with our careers, with work, businesses, whatever it may be, I mean, motherhood in itself, raising kids, it's really a rewarding experience. So I can definitely relate to that. So what would be one tip that you could leave with our audience for a mom who may be struggling to manage it all or who may be right now experiencing this identity crisis? What is one tip that you could leave with that mom? I think what has helped me the biggest or the most when I've been just completely overwhelmed with life or motherhood or things at work is taking a step back and focusing on one thing. like. I get in situations where like everything is swirling in my head and I don't know which way is up. And when I can just look around and say, okay, what is the one thing that I need most right now and that I can do right now? Because, you know, a lot of the times you might be worrying about planning a birthday party that's a month in advance, but planning it isn't going to make the worry go away you're, you know, kind of bringing that worry into the present. And so looking through the things that are causing you worry and figuring it out what you can do now to fix it. And then once you fix one thing, then it's kind of like, oh, now I have space to move on to the next problem. And so 
an example of this is like when my house is completely a disaster and I feel like I need to work out and I feel like I need to make dinner, I try to think like what's going to make me feel the best and then I'm going to just do that one thing. So a lot of the time it's like, I just need to clean up my kitchen and get a healthy meal on the table because I think I'm hangry. And so then all I'm going to do for the next 15 minutes is focus on getting that meal done. And I'm not going to worry about the fact that there's clothes all over and I haven't put away the laundry. And then once you get that one task done, then that kind of feeds your motivation to tackle the laundry or do the other things. And so I think we get just get so overwhelmed and bombarded with all of the things that we have to do when you really just need to focus on one thing at a time. That's that a pretty long-winded answer. It's all right. Because I like the way- Because my brain's all over the place. I haven't done my one thing for the day. It's okay. I like the way you explained it. And doing that one thing, there is power in doing that one thing. And it really simplifies it to where we're not looking at this mounting, never-ending to-do list. We're kind of taking that one thing off. What is something that you could do? Like you said, and that one thing that really is power, it is an empowering experience because you, as you said, once you conquer that one thing, it's like, okay, I got that done. Now I can move on to something else. So that's definitely a great tip. There is power in one and there's great simplicity and it's very empowering. So thank you, Jenny, for joining me today and sharing about the identity crisis of motherhood and all the wonderful steps and tips that you gave to the audience. This was truly a great experience. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So where can my audience find you online? Yeah. So I mainly hang out on Instagram. So you can find me there at Career Mom Podcast. You can listen to my podcast. It's called Career Mom, anywhere that you prefer to listen to podcasts. And I also have a Facebook group, also just called Career Mom. And yeah, that is everywhere that I am right now. Wonderful. I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes so that everyone can easily find you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more That's M-O-R-E to 302-440-4632. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.